Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hanflow, Michael Sidgwick, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man Now Now. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where we do daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Man Now Now, but also Fan Night Night Now. The show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, we dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Remember quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw. Not great. No. <laughs> Troubling news. Uh, Monday Night Raw is probably not going to be the best show of the week this week. I was really disappointed by this. Mm. Uh, the best character I think they've got going at the moment had a good night. But other than that, I think most things flattered to deceive a little bit here. We were previewing the show yesterday with what, like, it didn't feel like it was like a big setup show. And then watching it, it absolutely did. Yeah. It felt like short on big, noteworthy moments. And I don't know. I just think Raw's been fantastic for them lately. I was, it was so weird to come in this morning and say, I was there. Feels weird today because I was so disappointed by Raw last night, and this that was used to be every Tuesday forever. <laughs> I was pretty boring. It was a fairly boring episode of television. Um, I wasn't excited watching it. Um, I don't think the uh, intricate storytelling of late that has wowed me realistically was there. Nor was the in ring. Yeah, it's a boring three hours all told. Some cringe that I want to laugh at. That <laughs> yeah, good bit of that. Uh, yeah, it felt they were just sort of treading water ahead of Crown Jewel, like all the big stuff to set that up. was going to be, I mean, they added a match to it, obviously, but I think most of the stuff is going to happen next week, you assume, and it was just kind of a raw by numbers in terms of... Three Cody, hours of it as well. Cody Judgment Day, Jay, some combination of that to, to close out the show as always. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, to start the show, out comes Damian Priest and Finn Balor, and of course, they're in the... F- Judgment Day, yeah. yeah. In the and I got it right. In the glaze. Um, they're very happy about uh, regaining the tag titles, of course, from Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes from last week. Um, Priest says the rest of the Judgment Day are out taking care of business in the back, uh, and they're, they're gloating basically. But here comes Cody Rhodes, gets a great reaction, of course. He says, "I've got some choice words for the leader of the Judgment Day, but Rhea Ripley's not here." He says, I know you say that there's no leader in the judgment. She's all over the show. Um, but maybe <laughs> so she was. <laughs> maybe it's not just uh, Dom Dom. Maybe Rhea's your mammy. 
Two, uh, she pulls the strings, she calls the shots, she cut the deals, including one with the bloodline. Uh, and then he says, by the way, I haven't forgotten, uh, Damien, about the low blow you gave me last week. That's not going to be the final shot in this fight. Damien Priest like, don't forget I put you through a table. Um, and Priest says, what are you going on about with this whole story thing? I've no idea what that is. Uh, all I can see is one of you failing all the time. And Ron Rhodes is like, uh, let's have a bionicle fight then. Um Priest is like, come on, you know I've got a match tonight against Jay. Uh, but how about a match at Crown Jewel? And, and Cody Rhodes accepts, but he's like, I still want to fight tonight. And uh, Priest is like, you know what? That's fine, fine by me, because here comes Rhea Ripley and Dirty Dom for their numbers advantage. If it wasn't already there with Finn Balor in the ring with him, of course. But Jay Uso runs out to attack Dom from behind. Rhodes goes after Priest. Finn Balor, uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, slides out and takes out Jay. Uh, and Rhodes looks like he's going to finally get revenge on Priest and set him through the announce table. But here comes J.D. McDonough to chop block him from behind. And they uh, wrap the chair around Rhodes' ankle and pilmanize it, uh, standing tall as the opening segment ends. There was very little to this other than what it kind of gave you at the end of the show. And Cody being... One of them old school guys enough to make you really enjoy watching him sell this ankle injury. And ankle's a good limb to have a problem with in matches. Cody's going to be kind of amazing at this. Like, it's given Damian Priest a target at Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. It's probably... Knowing Cody, you feel like it's going to be one of these things that's going to linger now. It's like like a Matt Jackson's back type thing where it's going to be seen as something that all the heels going forward can go for because he's it's, it's not quite 100% and all that. Uh, otherwise, so in terms of setting that up and probably lots of things to come, great in a pro wrestling sense, but otherwise this was a bit listless, I thought. Mm. Like, Jey Uso didn't get this kind of, like, white-hot reaction that he's been receiving lately when he can't make the save, which does so much to elevate these. When you see that all the wrestlers are really, like, hot and the crowd are with them, that elevates some, often, like, some sort of fairly rote and basic material mm. into being something more, and they just weren't with him here. A bit more in the match, but, aye, it's a bit too basic bitch stuff, this. For you? Yeah, even for me. <laughs> even really? For me. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Aye, it's fine. The selling, I Please like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Cody's selling. I think he's very good at it. It's very effective in the arena. It got the desired reaction. People were kind of laughing at the walk later. Aye. I, it's, so. it's, it's not quite as. Uh, Oh my goodness! I fell down after the Brock Lesnar attack. Is it? But he's got one. He's got them in him. He's sometimes, got them. He? I love him. I love him. And ultimately, it's effective. The match, like, I think, will rule when he's selling that. Ah, oh, he's His foot's going to be hanging off in it. He's absolutely incredible at selling. But he's got that walk. It got memed. So it's as good as he is. He's not like Terry Funk. No, <laughs> not no one is though. So that's fine. My uh, my dad, who would watch wrestling like in passing when I had it on all the time as a kid, still ask like, is there? How's uh, Brett's leg? Is it recovered? Because Brett just always had this pronounced oh, my leg. Always with a limp. Yeah. <laughs> Been attacked by anyone, always with a limp. Cody's got a little bit of that in him, hasn't he? My uh, missus just laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Laughs out loud whenever I watch. Whenever she, it's like, the, uh, don't come in. <laughs> like whenever anything's happening, she cannot abide. She cannot sanction selling in pro wrestling. She just cannot do it. I love that. Like, that's how she just laughs. She just pisses herself laughing. <laughs> pisses herself laughing. It's the thing I have an emotional attachment to. Like, cliched sitcom, but like, loved ones, parents, whatever. Don't open the door, don't open the door, they walk in. It's just raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I've got, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 38 and I'm playing Sabutio. You can't, you can't do it. It's just, just the thing that I watch. Uh, so they run down the car. They think it's pornography. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's raw. <laughs> Michael Cole. It's pretty porn. I'll tell it's, you. I was going to say, it's both to me most weeks. 
Michael Cole says, yeah, she's had some big, big moments in here. Wade, uh, Barrett talks about winning season one of NXT and beating John Cena at Hell in a Cell. And Cole's like, don't forget New Day retired you here, arsehole. Yeah, bit of a dig, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but that was to lead into, of course, the New Day taking on Chad Gable and Uggies. Um, Tazar was the latest recruit to Alpha Academy. We saw a bit of that last week, and this would play out later on in the show. Um, fun match. Not really much to, to tell you about here. They're all great wrestlers, so it was what it was. Uh, Gable, I noticed, hit like a Steiner riser on Xavier Woods. Kingston breaks up the cover, kicks Gable out of the ring. Otis hits uh, Kingston with a caterpillar. Woods fights back and tries like a reverse caterpillar almost, but Gable grabs him and puts him in an ankle lock. Um, eventually, New Day worked together on uh, Otis. Kingston hits him with Trouble in Paradise and takes out Gable with a big flip dive. Uh, and Woods hits Otis with a flying elbow drop for the one, two, three. This is just a match. And like a couple of things there. Chad Gable doesn't have them very often. Mm. So that was a bit disappointing. But I think this was like, I'll put this failure down to Triple H booking it in the first place. Like for all it, like it's on SmackDown at the moment, for example, you've got the brawling brutes and pretty deadly. It's relatively low stakes, but the idea is it's quite fun. And whoever wins moves up these hypothetical rankings and might yeah. get close to a tag shot, you know? That should be the case here. But both of these teams have been quite over lately, as well-received baby faces. So I think you immediately split the crowd. And as we've said a million times about a million shows, it, good wrestling's not just enough. You mm. can't... Like, sometimes you can. Brian Danielson and select others, maybe. You can send out there to have just a great match and pull people in as if it's the culmination of a six-month-long story. But a lot of the time, the crowds won't just give you that like desired response because the work's good. We're long, long past the point where that's enough. The atmosphere was flat and there was no... I don't know. I didn't feel any sense of tension between the two. And I, was, I don't know. It's made me reflect on like the Triple H, these tag matches, at least the pairings have been quite good. Mm. So like when you had, when it was the Viking Raiders and the New Day, well, it's like the Viking Raiders are very obviously heels and the dangerous and the New Day are kind of under threat by them. I didn't get any of that from this. I'm just staring at moves. It was just a knockabout bit of fun, wasn't it? Mm. And they were mates yeah. again afterwards. I don't know why they booked this or why they're doing this. The longer this goes on, the more I start to doubt whether Chad Gable's going to be the one to defeat Gunther. I'm a little bit worried about Have that. they dropped that thread? Was there any mention tonight of, I still want to get him one day? Not really. And Maxine Dupree thinks Tazawa's a total loser. So is that sort of suggesting that, like, Gable wanting to bring him in and being a nice guy is now that's being questioned too. Wait a minute, are you suggesting... Are you suggesting that Triple H <laughs> wants to book some dissension within a stable? That's, you bringing that one up is like Will Bond on the run-up to a big joke. Like, yeah. whenever there's, like... So, wait a second. I'm wait like, a second. Wait a, <laughs> I, think, I think the game's got this idea that he loves. Uh, it wasn't even that fun. It wasn't no. fun nor good, this. No. Yeah. There's a lot of nothing. What's your, yeah, what's your, like, Geordie phrase? Neither now nor summit. There we go. Jackie Redmond interviews Becky Lynch, asking why she's going to defend her title on back-to-back nights. And Becky uh, says... Fighting champion. Indy Hartwell never got the chance... I'll win them both. (laughs) Indy Hartwell never got the chance to regain her title, and that's what this is all about. A chance for people to show what they're made of. Uh, I know... Nice bit of continuity. I love Becky Lynch, you know. I love this character. Mm. I know that Lyra Valkyrie is here tonight, but I can't look past Hartwell... Uh, and she tells Hartwell, welcome to the big time, Watts. I think it was Zia Lee. I assume it was. Lurks in the background. Oh, God, hold the phone for the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's in the background. God, he loves this, don't he? Might get picked up on next week if you're lucky. No, it's, a re- it's like an Easter egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also like hidden an inch from your nose. Say the ones you forgot to hide. Aye. <laughs> the kids just walk in the room. There's a giant chocolate egg. Oh, f- I told you to move that. <laughs> 
Um, normally, there'd be something that I was like, oh, let's skip past this. It's just a boring video package. It might be just because we're on an ad break on Peacock or whatever. But it's for Ivor, and he kicks air, so I watched this. Uh, right. I mean, this was not for me, but... Uh, on, what are you talking about? The little video package with Ivar's Valhalla a, and Ivar. He's a Viking warrior. Like, it's got um, Valhalla building him up as... Being, he used to be a mere man, but now recently he's ascended to that of the gods and all men should run in fear and all that. And there's like 300 Vikings around. Oh. So check out uh, on whatculture.com forward slash WWE Scott Carlson's ups and downs because he makes the very valid point that like there's lots of television and film around, centered around like Norse mythology mm-hmm. and there's lots of evidence just a lot of people like this. So Yeah, I went I'm to just... Bebenburg a while back. Right. It's part of the, uh, what's the last kingdom, is it? Amber Castle is called Bebenburg in that. <laughs> so I went to visit that as a result of it. I know you've been watching loads of it. I don't really know a lot about it. But. So yeah, people love this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, point. Yeah. I'm trying to help him. Here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, ungrateful bastard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what I am. And um, we really are. I, Wade Barrett, it cuts back to Wade Barrett. He's basically like, yeah, so he's... 350 pounds of muscle in the locker room should be worried. <laughs> so then you're like, right, hang on. He's got like an army of Vikings around him and he's like, you know, got the powers of fire. And then you sort of imagine him walking with his like wheelie suitcase in the locker room, like out of my way, scrub. It's like, that's, is he a wrestler or is he like a shoot monster that can breathe fire as a god? It was, it belonged on NXT, this, not give, Raw. Give I've been enjoying tar- Ivar, but. Give me a title shot against Gunther for me. Yes. 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 In, but, a, in a Viking rules match. Like Valhalla. Proper one, though, with a boat. It needs a boat. I want him to chop the front off the boat or top, top take the head off the... What does it have? The dragon that they have at the front of the boat or whatever? Valhalla put, like, her fingers on his face. Extra powers. She put it. She put her fingers <laughs> in goo, and then she was like, give you more goo powers. It was, that was what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it was just, just a bit of theatre. Normally, normally, I'd be like, normally, I'd be like, oh, not bothered about this, but I love Ivar at the moment, so I'll allow it. I like him. It's just not what you like. Context what do you like? Context is everything, Sitch. All right, Bischoff. <laughs> Christ. Never work you out. You're like a puzzle. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Rhea Ripley approaches Seth Rollins in the back. She basically offers Judgment Day as insurance <laughs> you against... You could call me a Rubik's Cube. There's a free there like this. Oh, I am. <laughs> like a Rubik's Cube's got colour and you're very grey. <laughs> He's back. He's back. Uh, she basically offers... It's like TNA. We're back. <laughs> Judgment Day's insurance against Drew McIntyre, and he says, "Lost faith in pre- lost uh, faith in Priest, have you? Uh, and is that why you've been making all these deals?" He says, "I know why you'd want the world champion, but why would I want you?" And she says, "Well, you know, alliances can change. Maybe if you join us, maybe Priest catches in on someone else, and we've got all the titles. Um, without us, you'll never have a title reign like Roman Reigns, especially with that dodgy back of yours." Uh, we could have you back and make people acknowledge you. <sighs> and Rollins takes his shades off and he says, I don't want to be anything like Roman Reigns. She says, well, wasn't a no. Think about it. You know what one of my least favorite things is? WWE Raw. I keep doing this. You know what I just mildly dislike? <laughs> why does everything... Why, why do I, I mean, I do hate everything. Like, I do. Like ex- we've been on YouTube like two weeks. So like, what an extreme internet guys with the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I like, saw like somebody tweet that Gary Lineker has had to become one. I, 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 I podcast that this is like you're one of the greatest strikers of all time, but now you've got to go on YouTube and go <laughs> stinky tackles. <laughs> Do I mildly dislike? <laughs> I mildly dislike it. I mean, Triple H's got the life of 
fucking Larry, hasn't he? Because all he has to do is do a coherent 7 out of 10 TV show and everyone just bows down to the king, okay? Keep if, talking. And I don't know if this is still going on now that Ari Emanuel has, you know, sword of damocles him. He's kind of put him over, hasn't he? A little bit. He's like, out of the way, Dad. I, so I don't know if this still goes on, right? But whenever Triple H does something that goes from really good to pretty bland, and when he finally does something that's just nonsense, like he gets away with it. Oh, Vince is back, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, there was some of the dialogue and choices and stuff that's going on in the ether. And I think, oh, it's Vince back. And then I went, no, cut to my senses. No, Triple H has also got a puerile sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. He's also fond of wacky, crap, gentle comedy and intense, stilted dialogue. Yeah. Of which this was. Yeah. I like, um, the only thing I like from this, because, again, I think the Judgment Day, whose side of the on stuff worked much better later on. Yes. With Drew. Everything centered around Drew was so much better than everything oh, centered Drew's around everybody great. else. Right, yeah. I do like when Seth Rollins is kind of reminded that Roman Reigns exists. Because I think there's both like a work and a shoot reason to keep that in the conversation. He never lost to Roman in this big long streak that Roman's had. And there was a while when he kept bringing that up that he was a little bit bitter. And there's a good dose of reality there, isn't there? It's like uh, He wants to be Roman. Yeah, look how like the other guy left and drew in another company. Look, look at Roman Reigns. You know, right? Like, everything's a hair ruffle with Seth Rollins, isn't it? I quite like that when those two are mentioned together because I still think there's money in that, that match one day. He's got that drive. He's yep. always wanted to be the Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indy Hartwell's getting ready backstage with Candice LeRae, and then Natalia shows up. Uh, she offers some advice, wishes her luck, and uh, Bird Person's there at ringside for the next match. If you're wondering what on earth we're talking about there, check out the NXT preview and review pods. Uh, what could dress and wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, it was time for the NXT Women's Championship match in the Bloody Hartwell, uh, challenging Becky Lynch. Uh, the announcers talk about the strength advantage that Indy has, and she sends Lynch into the barricade to take us to a break. <laughs> 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 Hartwell hits a diving elbow to the back for a two count when we come back. She cuts off Lynch's comeback. Big boot gets another near fall. She goes up top, but Lynch hits her with a superplex. Goes for an armbar, but Hartwell hoists her up and hits a powerbomb for two and then gets a, another two count off a spine buster. They trade some cradles until Lynch counters a boot and puts her in the disarmor for the submission victory. Um, post-match, they shake hands. Lynch has a quick face-off with Lyra Valkyria, who she'll face at uh, NXT. You forgot your gimmick. Forgot a thing in it. Do that later. Um, and Larray's watching in the back, and Zylee just decks her and says, that's a warning to everyone, effectively. Ooh, uh, quite poor and really heatless, this. Um, I know one cared about Indy Hartwell, but they had no reason to care about her. Yeah, again, like ultimately punished here for not really... I, I don't mind the, she deserves a shot, she never lost the title. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a reason for the match to take place. That's not a reason for people to care about Indy Hartwell. Mm. Those are different things. This has been a somebody's remembered and thought, oh, we'll do that. Like They're cramming them in, aren't they? Whilst yeah. Becky's champ. That can be a TV match in a couple of weeks. That's fine. But as a result, they kind of like, not the wrestlers like WWE, Triple H, whoever got what they deserved with the reaction to this and the match just wasn't up to snuff. Becky Lynch did okay in it, but Indy Hartwell had a like. I think she had a bad night, truthfully, because this was an opportunity to. Even though you're getting beaten, like get over in front of a crowd in the first proper opportunity she's had to do it. There's been nothing for her since she's been called up, mm-hmm. and it didn't go that well for me. 
I mean, it was heatless and no one cared. And when no one cares and there's that many people to not care, it really creates this sort of bleak juxtaposition that I can never really, oh, I just feel like, ugh. I feel nothing, really. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit sad. You know, I've got this weird fondness for the way. It's like my secret Yeah. Sh- my secret shame. We needed the way. Triple H was giving us nothing else. Yeah, he's giving yeah. nothing else. Late 2020, we kind of needed we the way. We kind of need the way. One of the only successful weddings in wrestling history. Yeah. Because the groom brought an axe. <laughs> Went off without a hitch. Yeah. Well, they got hitched. I don't know the expression. <laughs> this match was not very good. It yep. was tepid and heatless, however. It's still a measure of how really good Becky Lynch is because there were some really quite fluid like submission attempts and stuff. Whereas there's a treacly quality to a lot of indie's heart, indie's work in NXT. I'm just trying to be nice to Becky Lynch. It's the only possible positive I can take from this. Mm. Wilborn, what was next on the show? Uh, well, it was a contract signing, but prior to that, uh, Postman Pierce is back there with security. Here comes Nick Aldis, SmackDown GM, of course. Um, Aldis basically tries to smooth things over for what happened on SmackDown with escorting... Uh, Pierce out of the building, says, look, we got off our, on a wrong foot. I made a rookie error by doing what I did. You could do a match, you know. Mm. WrestleMania. Yeah, people were talking about that on the news yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Just want friendly competition. Please accept my apology. You love it. You love the Fed. I'm conflicted on this. This specifically, I'm conflicted on this. Pierce says, look, I know what it's like to be the new guy. Water under the bridge. Why don't you stick around on, on, on Raw and watch how it's done? And they shake hands, and afterwards, Pierce tells the referee, Double the security guards for tonight. Can I just say, I think the idea of Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis making their respective in-ring debuts together in the same match, I, I think it's kind of, I think it's pretty inspired. It's, it'd be so weird. They've got NWA Championship law. Yes. They're kind of the guys forced to hold down a dead brand. No one will expect anything from them reasonably. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I just think this is a pretty cool idea. It's, Honestly, I think it's not bad at all. It's this I like. Genuinely. And I saw, I, watching these two together. It's like Daniel Tiger there. <laughs> I just, I don't want Raw versus SmackDown in any other, like. Postman Pierce versus Roman Reigns. When does that come in? <laughs> I promised that. That oh was, for, well, we at WhatCulture.com promised that for a week. We got yeah. some good thumbnails <laughs> out of um, I, I want that. Exactly what Cedric said. I like these two together. I don't want this to go beyond that I don't need, especially because Survivor Series is so close and we only just got rid of Brand Warfare last year. I don't need guys in t-shirts for a, a long time. I don't need it ever again. Maybe not ever again. But it's the ideal of the Fed, so maybe at some point if I want it back. If they're going to do it, it has to have stakes, doesn't it? No, I'm not suggesting that they should, but if they're going to yep. do it, it can't just be... We used to talk about, well, Red wins the night mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. Let's do it at Mania. Year. Don't do it. Like, there's two yeah. nights of Mania. This would be like a really unique attraction. I want to talk about Survivor Series. Build this thing. Build and build and build and build it for months with the idea being that, you know, you're screwing over my show. You've jeopardized my main event. Mm. We had this deal to bring someone over. You left this wrestler vulnerable. They got attacked by Arthur Raw, so probably the Judgment Day. <laughs> like, you've been with, like, keep, like, a really sort of hostile, yeah. cold war of sorts between Pierce and then do it at WrestleMania. They might have even, like, dropped a hook for that from the very beginning. When Triple H said, uh, I'm giving you a promotion. I'm taking half your work off you and giving it to somebody else. Like Adam Pierce rightfully could down the line say, I knew what was happening there. I was basically being told I wasn't good enough. And apparently you're better, even though you've not done a day's work at this before. There's ways to get there. I just, I, 
It's a time of year. Not Survivor I, Series. I no. don't want to see that. I don't want to see, see a five on five. Even with stakes, even like, oh, well, the, the winning five gets the last five rumble spots. No, it's stupid. I don't hate that. I hate to make that. It better, but don't tell people who the last five people oh, are yeah. going to be. And like, dumb. I just, Do it a mania. I, well, I don't even want the team match. I want these two. Yeah. I don't want, I'm not saying anything about the team. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's just, you see this and you think, oh, is this... Was it is Team it, Johnny and Team yeah, Teddy? Yeah, that sort of stuff. Team Torres kicking people in the cock. Don't need any more of that. Twenty twelve was good. Do you mean that? We've talked about this before. You quite you have a fondness for twenty twelve. Oh, it's just a really good place. You got a birthday cake. Huh? You got like a WWE birthday cake or something that your wife made you. I feel like I've seen that. Have I imagined? With that? their like an Brian and yeah. CM Punk. I love that. I love like the submission. Scissor in the Fed. Like for one year. Twenty twelve. Yeah. I was just bang into it for some reason. Just bang into the Fed in twenty twelve. Is that the first year of three hour rolls? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, more fed. Just Lesnar, Brian, and Punk being able to be the best versions yeah. of themselves. Like, it would never hold up now, but at mm. the time it was uh, exhilarating. I was clinging on for TNA at the time. Slammiversary that year was really good. Slammiversary 10. And I thought, here we go, 10 years. Really time to push it on. Yeah. <laughs> One year later. Never watched it again. <laughs> Ever. Well, now. And now it's back. That's now back. the power's back. Uh, then it's time for the contract signing. Loads of security out there. Um, Postman Pierce talking about how the women's division has been a bit chaotic lately. Uh, normally, he wouldn't reward that type of behavior, uh, but we sell things in the ring. And he introduces the title challenges one at a time, which honestly saved me loads of time uh, watching this this morning. Because I was like, <laughs> right, walk down to the ring, sign the contract, go and stand in the corner. Raquel, Shayna, Zoe, Naya. Um, Jack sort of hesitates because the champ isn't there, Rhea Ripley. And Pierce is like, oh, don't worry, I'll get it to sign later. Um, I like the fact that Barrett went, they haven't even bothered with the table here, and they know what's coming. Um, Rhea, Rhea Ripley does come out. She's not happy with uh, with Pierce. She says, I think I'm being set up, and uh, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Um, all you're doing, actually, though, is ensuring this women's division's got four fewer women in it. Um, I'll prove I'm the most dominant woman in WWE because Mammy's always on top. Nia Jax grabs the mic from Pierce, and uh, the crowd react accordingly, and she says, you're smart. Um you want me to squash each of these women? And then she goes around and does it to each of them. And then she says to Raquel, who's from Texas, of course, you're kind of thick, so I'll really explain this out to you. And she just basically says, incredibly slowly, she wants me to squash you for her. And uh, so Rodriguez chins her. It all kicks off. Security hit the ring. They separate everyone. Brawl breaks out. Ripley's just loving with all this. Uh, Rodriguez and Jax stand tall, so all the guards try and separate them even more. Uh, but Rodriguez breaks through, clothesline Jax, but Jax bounces off the ropes and hits her with a Samoan drop. All the while, uh, Ripley smiles and waves at Jax. Chaos! Is Nia Jax good? I don't know. I think Nia Jax uh, is at once bad and effective. Yeah. Yeah. Because when she was doing uh, that voice, <laughs> oh, someone punch her. <laughs> Please. And somebody did. And someone did. Yeah, it's like, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I liked the detail. Like weird, but it was weird, Barrett, wasn't it? He brought yeah. it about the table. I like that. This idea that that's this whole story, isn't it? That like they just want to fight each other all the time. So, like, this it's one of the first times that WWE have acknowledged that the contract signing is really just something that's getting in the way of a fight. So, they just pretty much want to let them fight. So, I thought Technology Invisible Camera as well, yeah, on this show. So, like, that's this story. So, I sort of thought that was quite nicely done. It's yeah, it's the Nijax conundrum. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it effectively drew heat. And it kind of justified the brawl. They didn't look like complete morons. The brawl like, actively sucked. Oh, it was by terrible. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was terrible. Like <laughs> you know, when sometimes they all fight and the champions like, ah, my devious plan works. It's 
there's another character off to the right. You didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there should have been that, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we've seen these fighting all the time. Yeah. So you can sort of buy it. Uh, it's not bad. Like, Nia Jax has been a net positive mm. to Raw, I think. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. See how the match goes. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser is backstage with Giovanni Vinci. Um, and reminds him we need to take out Johnny Gargano tonight. Uh, Bronson Reed shows up and says, you know, I I enjoyed facing Gunther uh, toe-to-toe last week. I'm ready for round two. The guys are like, you tell him yourself. And Imperium leaves. And then Akira Tozawa... <laughs> That's really funny. That made him look like a complete asshole. Akira <laughs> Tozawa shows up and says, I'll have a match. And Reed's like, nah, I'm, I'm feeling quite merciful tonight. You're all right. And Tozawa chops him. And screams and challenges him again. And Reed says, it's your funeral. And then Maxine Dupree walks in and goes, oh, bloody hell, not him. Gable's not going to be happy. Isn't he? I can think I can guess what's coming later, by the way, with this reaction to this setup of this match. Oh, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Johnny Gargano versus Giovanni Vinci. Um, we uh, The match started, it was only like two and a half minutes. And about 30 seconds of it was a Five Nights at Freddy's promotion. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm not a... A horror guy. Like an evil teddy bear or something. Uh, <laughs> um, but Vinci was kind of in control. Back Watch break. Hereditary again. That's your one, isn't it? Oh, oh, is that God. the one you told me the, the thing about? Yeah, but don't say it in case. No, 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 no. no. It's, I didn't Ooh. think a second time it would have the same power over me. Yeah. But it's just such a well-crafted, horrible film. Oh, my God. It's horrible. It's great. You oh, it's unbelievably yeah, effective. Less so now. I've become... Weak in the face of trauma since having children, but I used to love horror. He used to be my favorite genre. It's and then so hereditary is a masterpiece. It is great. A very few films have uh, evoked the same feelings. It's like a really horrible, not right film. Mm. So, so well done. You're a, you're a bit of a bitch, though, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a fair assessment. I just want more like, you know, what's Ace Ventura doing? That's my, <laughs> my thought process. He's got to be doing some sort of like comeback as well, like nightly stuff. Oh, right yeah. there now, like you could see an Ace Ventura film being kept under wraps. They tried Dumb and Dumber, didn't they? They, they did, just yeah. failed badly. Yeah, I never oh. watched that one. I could got I got the vibes of like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ruining that. It was perfect. I'm not ruining it. Uh, Love that. <laughs> perfect. Perfection. What's the perfection? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Citizen Jim. <laughs> 
but yeah, Giovanni Vinci was in control, uh, and then Kaiser jumped up on the apron, threatening to get in the ring. Champa came down and returned, got involved, took him out. Gargano hit Vinci with one final beat and got his first win on Raw since, what did we say, March? Uh, who cares? Yeah. This was fine. Some of the strikes from Gargano, look, were quite meaty. Mm. Why does this feel, so, feel so rubbish, Sitch? Um, Explain this to me, the guy that was predisposed to loving this. Why does this feel so low stakes garbage? Because Johnny Gargano has been booked absolutely horrendously. Mm -hmm. The complete lack of audience investment does not help remotely. Before he was booked so terribly on the main roster, his certain style was very, very like intense, and it was a lot, and it's very easy to just never want to go back. It's like a very rich, stodgy blend of like intense, off-putting, very, very earnest, long. I don't know, I just feel like, I'm not saying the guy isn't incredibly talented. I don't want to choose my words. If I never see another Johnny Gargano match after that specific character arc he went on with those specific really long takeover matches, it was just a lot. And I think there's two types of reaction to Johnny Gargano and DIY and all of it. You're either full to the brim or you've given no reason to care in the first place. And it's this potent cocktail I think what's really sad about DIY at present, it's another case of Triple H just assuming that everyone watching Raw, television and in the arena, have got all of the law from NXT. Yeah. And they don't, right? No. So, But DIY's law, before they became a total parody, was really effective. So these two people fight in a tournament, mm -hmm. develop mutual respect, could fray at any moment, and are underdogs because of that. That's really rich, textured stuff for this babyface come-up that they went on against the Revival. You are watching every single match, feeling the tension of every missed tag, every time that, like, Gargano inadvertently hits Champa, but you want them to succeed, but you're also just as nervous that, is he going to kill him tonight, or are they actually going to win the belts? Enormous stakes, like the total extremes, like, and that was so powerful and effective, mm -hmm. them getting as over as they did. And then... It's just too much. And they've never even touched that. At this point, it's just... Old friends coming together to lose. So were you ever effective? In, so it's mm. complete strangers to this act. Were you ever effective in the first place if you kind of look like you suck most weeks? Like, it's just been dis disappointing. And the match will be great, but is like that's not necessarily enough. Like I say, that comes up on every show. Great wrestling, yeah. great wrestling isn't enough. Mm. Uh, we get a video for Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, a br brutal beating from him was a beautiful thing, and he was so happy to give Ricochet this experience. I really enjoyed that match the other week. Uh, he said he's looking for a new opponent who would inspire the yet-to-be-seen self within him who is worthy enough to set me free. Yeah, Sidge, that's right. Jim's back. Yeah. The, Catch the, up. Oh, God. <laughs> who's writing this episode? The like, seriously, who's writing this? It's the terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible scripting. Um, subtitle sticking around is good. Yeah. I think Shinsuke Nakamura just about was worthy of sticking with. I think he did enough over the course of the Seth and the uh, Ricochet stuff to make you think, oh, all right, maybe he's not completely given up. But this next feud, whoever he's, whoever's going to answer this question is basically his acid test. I think like if the matches are decent, then I stick with him. But otherwise, he was a one-month title guy, mm -hmm. not much more. <sighs> it went for two months. Yeah. Uh, right, here comes Logan Paul. Uh, he gets booed out of the building and says, Dallas, Texas, wow, so much love. 
I really like him. I think he's a brilliant bellend, basically. Uh, he talks about that loser Dylan Dennis uh, being dropped by his fight league. Must suck to be that guy. Uh, he's a free agent now, but so is Logan Paul. Uh, and he says, when I beat Rey Mysterio for the US title, uh, I'll give everyone, everyone something to talk about. Uh, maybe I'll even defend it on Monday Night Raw. Um, as we anticipated on the preview, here comes Dominic Mysterio to a huge reaction. Mainly booze, but some applause from Logan Paul. Um, usual stuff here. You can't hear what Dom's saying. Um, but Paul puts him over, saying, look, you uh, you overcame your deadbeat dad. Uh, you became the champion of an entire continent. Um, and then he remembers, oh, wait a second, I'm on Raw. That means my favorite ring announcer's here. Samantha Irvin, um, she, he's like, come on, get in the ring. She's like, no, I'm fine. She's like, come on, you deserve your flowers for everything you did for this organization. And she reluctantly gets in there, and he's like, I know how hard it was for you to, you know, uh, announce me as the winner over your fiance Ricochet, uh, but you did it because you're a professional. Um, how about a preview of Crown Jewel? How about you uh, announce me as the new United States champion before uh, anything can happen there, though? Here comes Ricochet. He tackles Logan Paul. Dom tries to help, so Ricochet decks him. Uh, goes for a dive on Paul, but Dom gets in his way again, and Ricochet's about to go for something big off the top when Paul pulls him out of the ring and Ricochet checks on his fiance. Love this. Genuinely loved this. Didn't expect to either. Thought this was going to be, at best, a bit of a knockabout with Dominic and Logan Paul. Um, Ricochet, as a Dominic Mysterio challenger, and a former North American champion at that, is quite a good NXT yeah. match. I don't necessarily need it for Raw, but I think that's going to be really fun on NXT. Um, he did. It's Ricochet, man. Like, I wish he was everything WWE wanted, because the moves are always exceptional. He did a shooting star press. And even as Dominic was being pulled, pivoted to land on his feet and roll through it. That's, that's the most incredible thing you've ever seen. And oh, it it's happen- unbelievable. And it happens as part of like yeah. a, a saved beatdown attempt. That's what Ricochet's got in his locker. Like the animosity felt real, the way they shot it and the way he struck from the blind side. Like you, the viewer's blind side, coming from the cr- as if like he was just watching him on it. What's he frigging doing with her? And he's ran from the back straight away. So I thought that came across as really authentic. Um, Samantha Irvin was pretty good in Raw. She's super popular online. So this was good use of Logan Paul being... They came across like real arseholes, the yeah, two of them. Great duo, aren't they? Hor- yeah, horrible. I'd love like, them to tag at yeah, some point. Buzzing for Ricochet to make the save. And I think there's like a good match at the end of this. You've set up a great babyface heel dynamic with Ray and Logan Paul as well. That'd be fantastic. Dom and Logan versus Ray and Ricochet. Yeah, tremendous. Sounds like fun. This is okay. <laughs> They are making an attempt to get to get the most out of Ricochet. It feels like a project that Triple H really wants to get right. I'm not enormously like convinced that it's really clicking. Like he didn't get this mega pop for defending the honor of his girl <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but you know, last between this week and last, they are obviously trying to humanize him and making him this like supernatural athlete at the same time. So they're trying to push him into new territory and showcase what he's like unbelievable at between this week and last i don't know maybe it will work they are trying though he nailed it in nxt didn't he so he must be thinking he can do it again like i thought the presentation of ricochet in nxt was virtually flawless even when he was forced by the main roster to just well he's tag team with alice the black now make that work I was like, all right then yeah like yeah. there wasn't much he got wrong with ricochet but it's an is he just too damaged goods at this point? I don't know. Like, yeah, he's not like he just. He'll never ever cut a brilliant go home promo. No, he'll never welcome me to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> he's wound. No, got that kind of guy. What are the odds on WWE getting Osprey? There's contract stuff going on right now. I don't know. 
But that'd be funny. Yeah. I tweeted yesterday that we can all agree it will be funny watching him do episodic TV wherever he ends up. Like, this guy is so unbelievably talented in the ring that I don't necessarily get the best vibe from a Will Ospreay, and yet he just locks me in. Yeah. Like, Will Ospreay is really incredibly, like, versatile as an in-ring talent. He can brawl, he can play babyface, he's obviously an unbelievable flyer, he can do some, like, absolutely... He's one of the best technical wrestlers alive. He's, he's, he's an incredible and very versatile talent. In-ring, if I'm Will Ospreay, I'm... And I, if I want Will some money, I'll obviously go to WWE. They're going to pay him the most, probably. If, I, if he wants to go down as the guy who wrestles the most great matches, go to AEW or stick with New Japan. It all depends on what he wants. The idea of Will Ospreay, as unbelievably as he is in the ring, to a point where I almost resent him for being as good as he is, <laughs> just watching him do melodrama, it'll be really funny. So I'm hoping he signs with AEW or WWE. <laughs> just from a pure schadenfreude point of view, Imagine Will Ospreay, like, doing stuff with the bloodline and trying to, like, emote. Just hook into my veins. Like, Wait, Hello, Roman. How's it going, bruv? <laughs> Put him in there. Uh, acknowledge me, bruv. All right, you're the ones. Uh, oh. Put him in uh, NXT, third person, Will Ospreay. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, from one ex, you did just say that. Yep. From one ex WCPW talent to another, Piper Niven. Yeah. Yeah. She tagged with Chelsea Green to take on Natalia uh, and Nikki Cross. What's, yeah. what's wrong with Nikki Cross? She's been kidnapped. She's she's crazy, but she's not her usual crazy self. She just sort of came out there, shuffled out, blank look on her face. And then got bored and left during the match, basically. Natalia tried fighting on. Uh, she tried to put on a sharpshooter, but she's rubbish um, at doing it. <laughs> and then uh, Green hit with her running prettier, and uh, Niven hit her with the running crossbody for the one, two, three. Uh, this is funny. It is This funny. is funny stuff. You're not meant, you're meant to be chilled to the bone yeah. by, the, <laughs> by the unsettling presence that is Nikki Cross what's and going on? What's, what's going on internally, what... Uh, Sort of like what storm is going on inside. I thought know, Sanity was back, but she's lost hers. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, oh, god damn it, this is so cringeworthy. What an absolute <laughs> Lanny Poffo deal, though. <laughs> she's barely in the ring. She gets paid what I assume to be like very tidy sums of money to just stand in the background of shots. Is she doing like some business degree as well? Yes. She's kicking ass. Like, she's taking, oh, I, she's well, taking fed money and, like, bettering herself when she's not being used. It's like, you've nailed it. That's, that's the way to do this. Really good work. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good worker, but, like, like she's an extra being paid star money. That's what, what a sweet gig. It's the deal. The Natalia thing's really funny, because I, it's, this is not as cruel a dig as some of yours against Natalia, but I, you know, these backstage... In character, she's not rubbish in, she's just... No, yeah. she got outworked. There was that 2014 match against Charlotte. You know, backstage when she's like, come on, guys, let's band together in whatever the problem is that week. Like, I can't tell if she's going to turn and heal no. on these women or she's actually trying to rally the locker room. So then if they're trying to cast her as a baby face, she's being left alone by Nikki Cross being corrupted. You're supposed to be like, no, not Natalia. She's the heart and soul of this locker room. But I'm a, is that what I'm supposed to think? Of? I don't care. Good. She's getting a just desserts of being like a scumbag backstage. I, I don't get it. So in storyline, did she say, I've got a tag match later with uh, uh, Tegan's injured. Obviously, they referenced that earlier yep. on. Tegan's injured. 
Uh, I've got a tag match booked with Chelsea and Piper. Make, win that. Get a title shot, maybe. Um, so no Tegan. No Indy. Thank God, though. Candice LeRae's right there. And then Candice gets taken out by Zia Lee. I mean, she only got bumped. It wasn't, like, completely you know, mm. taken out of action. And she was just like, Nikki, do you want to do it? And Nikki just looked at her and she went, well, I suppose it's not a no. Follow me. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> oh, how what was the... that's how she ended up at ringside. Or was Nikki Cross bang game for it? Got out to ringside, was in the presence of the cursed bits. Oh, and yeah. now she's been cursed. The unholy union. The unholy oh. union, uh, like, of cast a spell, Sidgwick, on the women's tag belts. And now Nikki Cross in the presence of them. She's been the, she was the most susceptible to it. Yeah. Why? Because Piper Niven and Chelsea Green are immune. We know this already. That's law. They've confirmed that. So now Nikki Cross is like, now I am in the presence of the Why doesn't Natalia give a then? Because... The curse is broadly entertaining, and she's immune to that. Like, I don't know, but, like, it's Nikki that's the most set we've seen in the past. I can't believe we've spent this long on this. We've seen in the past, Nikki was part of Sanity. She believed herself to be a superhero. Yeah. Like, all in well. Yeah. Upstairs. And, the and that's who those people target. They did say, you know, look out on SmackDown. They had that video package, the Unholy Union of Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. We can confirm this was really good stuff. Yeah. Good. Speaking of really good stuff... Drew McIntyre. Yes, God, okay. I love him. Yeah. He goes up to Jey Uso in the back, and Jay's like, oh, and uh, Drew says, oh, I'm so sorry about what happened last week, mate. I, I, I can't possibly imagine what it must be like to lose a title because of the bloodline. But hey, get over it. Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and he says, by the way, let's uh, not forget. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, by the way. Uh, Such a petty dickhead. It's me. It's me. <laughs> don't forget. That my, you McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget that my match with Sami Zayn wouldn't be happening uh, if you hadn't come to a Monday Night Raw. So whatever happens to Sami Zayn, that's on you as well. What a knobhead. Great. It's just him being the guy that wears weeks and keeps receipts. Yes. It's super, isn't it? I'm waiting weeks to really chew you out at work, Jay So. That now you're just like oh oh mate that must absolutely suck but hey get over it I love it man like reve- like petty revenge <laughs> wow, I love it so much I've told you about my, my my story my trap that I was gonna set go on and I once got fined by having like my ticket had expired on the weekly yes my weekly Remember this my weekly ticket had expired oh yeah 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 oh, and yeah. I've like I had like a proper eighties guy wallet. Just like the George Costanza wallet, <laughs> full of stuff that I would never need. And I thought, you know what? Me being lazy, I thought I had a really good sort of uh, evidence file. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to pull a fast one. Look, this is three months worth of tickets weekly. I'm not picking up. I'm not picking them up off the floor in random <laughs> stations, yeah. all for the purpose of keeping, like, a fake evidence log <laughs> to try and get one over. This on will the, get me out of three quid, yeah. <laughs> to try and get one on, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I evidently, like, I get the weekly passes every single week. Maybe I should do the work scheme. I'm too lazy. Hence why I've got this amount of weekly passes. Just, it, I, I obviously get it. I'm not trying to do this. Mm. Like, I'm not trying to pull a fast one. No. Please do not find me fifty pounds for the one week I forgot. For the one week I forgot, nothing I can do. All right, okay. So what I was gonna do? I've never seen this one since. I was gonna get like a ticket, right? The previous week's ticket and try and feed it through, Mm -hmm. right? And for it to fail on purpose, for this guy to go. 
You ratted again, aren't you? <laughs> At what? Because I've just got a weekly pass. <laughs> what are you what are you suggesting of me? Huh? Huh? And then would you huh? maybe like Well, can I speak to your supervisor first? <laughs> I don't think I want to be spoken to like that. And then maybe, I don't know, would you I know it's early in the morning. <laughs> this is what I think about. Just imagine you, like the very slow moving escalator, like your head just peering over the top. Is he here today? And then maybe, you know, I know you're in a rush. It's Busy morning, but maybe would you like check what time it was or? Yeah, and I'd say, hey, guy. Dinosaur making! <laughs> Very briefly, once had a Metro ticket where the printer hadn't worked and it was a golden ticket. It was one, remember the old yellow ones? Just the all white. Yes! Pad, which, there was no date printed on it, it was blank. <gasps> I held on to that thing for months and months and months. And like, I used to get off at Regent Centre. Don't admit to committing fraud. I was goaded. Like, <laughs> got off at, like, you used to get off at Regent Centre where there was no gates. Yeah. So, like, anytime there was a ticket check, I was like, oh, it's come out of the machine. Wait. Like, it only happened once, twice as well. They weren't as stringent back then. And friggin', they put the machines in at Central and it swallowed it. Oh. And then, like, the guy opened it up. And then yet I'm having that, like, awkward, where I'm terrified of confrontation. So I would have wanted to do your thing and be like, uh, well, what's it done to damage my ticket, sir? But I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Let me through, see you later. I just ran away. Lost the <laughs> he just said, oh, this must have been a, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it today. Yeah. And away it went. Love them little yellow tickets. Yeah. Better time. Was, was. Everything was better then. Love the past, me. The past was absolutely good. so good. The thing is about the certain, it's great, but obviously if you go too far back in the past, what's the problem? There's no banner. I don't think there was banner in the past. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> have we got a year? Have we got a year? We could, I'm like, a huge fan of Monty Python, but I think if you t- said today, chat lads, check this out. I mean, this is me as well. Funny walk. So thought. yeah, I have to think careful, mind, because we've got a lot of American fans. I know, yeah, absolutely, Monty Python. No, my guy, Brits are so irreverent. <laughs> have you guys seen that spin-off, Faulty Towers? <laughs> John Cleese. So Monty Python, not good. It's it's all right. I'm sorry. It's of its time. Also, repeating it really ruins Ooh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. George Formby when I'm cleaning windows. You just cannot have banter, and that coexisting no. is like th- a thing. You like cannot. Have, that huge cannot. Buff when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like imagine. What did you? Do? When I'm cleaning windows. Can you imagine like people? Go, <laughs> He's cleaning windows. You know what I mean? Like they cannot have been banned. I can see what I can see. It means tits, George. <laughs> Therefore, oh, is comma. That what it's about. Therefore, <laughs> comma, there can't have been banter in the past. Yeah. We need to work out the year when banter started. It's uh, Python was the uh, 70s, so we're saying post-Python or not. Alternative comedy was earlier. Is That feels like banter. That feels like, that feels like um, banter's major label debut. Yes. So we're, so we're in late 70s where the old 80s alternative comedy circuit was like bubbling under in the late 70s. And then it went... I think that was is, is banter punk. I think banter's like banter. <laughs> like the banter is well, punk's not banter. Uh, late seventies, early eighties yeah. uh, invention. <laughs> any banter and carry on camping and that sort of thing? No, no. there's no banter and carry on. That's what again. That's what like classed as a high art and British British comedy classics. I love those those like oh Peggy Mitchell's bras falling yeah. off. I love those talking heads where they're like we're gonna write the hundred best comedy moments and then just because they're old they're like. Oh, yeah, we'll have to put this yeah. in. I'm like, what? Or all the buddy off will never be the f***ing <laughs> end of it. There's, like, just this, like, really grainy, um, like, mid-50s BBC footage. You see, like, the path here thing in the corner. It's just some, like, guy in a suit speaking from pronunciation. And then we won the war. And then, like, the cry. <laughs> and, then, like, there's some, like, Barry Cryer. Like, legend, all right. Oh, yeah. R.I.P., but he's like... 
that's, that's all we could talk about the next day. Like, as if it was the funniest thing that the BBC had ever broadcast. You know when you do your bullet points uh-huh. for this, and it's like, um, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley's making deals. <laughs> we discovered when banter was invented. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll write that down. We'll, we'll, we'll You're welcome. What a, what, a, what a find. Um, speaking of banner, the Miz. Um, <laughs> Die, please. This, you, this, you. This, yeah, this is great. This was really good. No, this is good. It was good. good. He is furious. That it's like I'm the Miz, must see superstar. Da, 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 da. Nick Aldis wants me, um, but why? Why am I not? On the, why am I not on the show, Paul? And uh, Rhea Ripley shows him. Goes, oh, by the way, there's your contract. She walks off, and the camera follows her. And you hear the Miz go back and go, "Where's the camera going?" Tremendous. That, I've needed <laughs> this for 20 years. <laughs> I've needed this for like almost a quarter of a century, actually. <laughs> Not only is it visible, but it hits you, Mike. That's funny. How'd they do that? How did they do that? And Ripley's checking on Dom because he, from what Ricochet did. What's this Miz um, thing going on? Just Triple H just really like burying him. I quite like this Miz. Just cannot get attention, and it's all he's at. He's basically fed off it for like 20 years. He just needs five minutes to go through his Wikipedia page, and he can't even get that. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this going anywhere? Is this like a proper mid 2000s Triple H is going to pedigree London and Kendrick for no reason story? <laughs> well, like, he just buries it. Like the Miz is like, finally, Miz is getting his chance, and then he gets beat in four seconds. Huh? I mean, it's, all, it's not bad. It's all right, isn't it's it? It's not bad. I think they should not do great. the uh, what was it? Is it? Was it Jimmy Kimmel and like Matt Damon or something out of the feud? Where he'd be like, later on, we've got Matt Damon showing up. And then at the end of the show, he'd be like, sorry, no time for Matt Damon this week. <laughs> and then they'd cut to like, Matt Damon in a ridiculous like, like setup or outfit. Well, they should do that with The Miz. Like, big thing for The Miz tonight. And then like, oh, sorry, that match has gone a bit over. So no time for you, Mike. And like, he thinks he's got like a new sponsorship deal. So every week, like, we've got this great sponsorship that's going to hot dogs. So he's in a hot dog outfit. Yes. And it's just stupider and stupider. And he thinks he's getting a deal. Brings us back to LA Night again with a it was Slim just, Jim sponsorship. Oh. There's a camera going. I don't know why they tickle me so much. Oh, God. You know, Brian Danielson could get announced. Oh, no, he has been announced for Dynamite this week. He's got this incredible uh, match. Yeah. And you're going to like that Miz moment more than it. Opposite Kazushka Okada. Yeah, but the Miz, that's where the camera was. <laughs> Levels this game. <laughs> Literally Homer Simpson. <laughs> Football to the groin. <laughs> so true. One of these things sells tickets. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Drew McIntyre. Uh, <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. This was great, That's obviously. So perfect. That tag match could set up like a Wrestle Kingdom dream match. Miz is like, come back here. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely loving it. Look at him. Benny Hill in after the camera. Dan- Benny Hill? Benny Hill banner? No, no gross. No. no. Yeah. Just, just che- I'm just checking. No, no, that, yeah, no, but again, but classified as banter back then, so it definitely wasn't. Mm. I think he's discovered banter yet if he's popping his tits off over the Miz. <laughs> Where's the camera going? That's a good banner. That's all, yeah. that's all bang on. <laughs> Drew McIntyre <laughs> and Sammy Zane. This is great. Uh, McIntyre's... Miz should, should try and invade like digital exclusives. He's that desperate <laughs> that yes. there's like backstage interviews that nobody really watches. I think on. we're out of time. He's yeah, like a digital exclusive. We're on about. that. would be great. You got that? I've got my YouTube video on there. Yeah, it's been unlisted. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so McIntyre dominates early on. Zayn hits a moonsault off the barricade, tries for a crossbody, but McIntyre catches him and hits a great looking vertical suplex. Zayn tries for a dive, um, but McIntyre catches him again and hoys him across the announce table to take us to break. We come back. Zayn dodges a charge. McIntyre posts himself, and Zayn hits the vertical suplex and a flip dive. 
Um, McIntyre comes back and tries to hit the uh, middle rope white noise, but Zayn counters with a sunset flip powerbomb for two. This is awesome. Chance from the crowd. Uh, McIntyre wants the Claymore kick, but Zayn hits him with a blue thunderbomb for a nice two count two. Um, Zayn tries and explodes in the corner, but McIntyre just grabs him and hits overhead suplexes and a neck breaker. He sets up for the Claymore. Rhea Ripley comes out. Um, that allows Zayn to get him in with a schoolboy. McIntyre kicks out. Zayn hits an exploder into the corner, sets up for the Haluva kick. Ripley jumps up on the apron, distracts Zayn, and McIntyre utilizes the distraction to hit the Claymore and get the one, two, three, and Ripley smiles as McIntyre just completely blanks and storms to the back. The match was a success before it even happened, really, because these are the perfect characters to be fighting each other right now, especially in how they're wrestling. You know Drew can tweak what he does, to be more heelish because he's massive. And when there's like that size difference, Sami Zayn's perfect at fighting from underneath. So this was destined to work as well as it did. All of Drew's stuff just felt meaner and crueler because he was doing it to Sami Zayn, let alone because this is where his personality is shifting. You could feel like you could watch his growing frustration with Raw play out in this match. So superb on those terms. I really like this development. I didn't see it coming. I had it down that Drew and Seth would be relatively clean. And I think it still will be for the most part. But they've employed a story that I really liked when I was a kid, and I think it's been done very effectively. Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect tried to mess with Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior ahead of SummerSlam 92 by saying they were in one of them's corner, building that lack of trust between these baby faces, and then sure enough, neither of them were in the pocket of the heels, and it was just a good excuse for the heels to absolutely deck them. That's probably what the Judgment Day are doing here, but they've targeted the exact right people. In, in an injured and paranoid Seth Rollins and a guy like Drew, who is already losing the trust of his colleagues. And they've got the briefcase as well. Which and to the it injury. benefits yeah. them to have both of them beat. So when Savage and Warrior were left down, Savage's knee was so like, busted up that Flair won the title back two weeks later. So that, ex that identical yeah. motivation exists for the Judgment Day. Meanwhile, Drew already is kind of being positioned as this guy that potentially would lean on a bit of help and pretend like he wasn't. I don't think he will. I think it will play out exactly as that, is that the Judgment Day are just using this to their advantage. But these are exactly, the, in Seth and Drew, they've found the exact right match to tell this story, I think. And it's it's added, like, it was a match I was already quite hyped for, and it's one I'm even more into now. I thought this match was really, really strong. Like, really strong. Sami Zayn just felt like he was locked in, dialed mm. in. He felt like the, he's still great. He's obviously thrashed a little bit. Um, but it doesn't really matter. When you, are, when you have such a, an emotional connection with the fans that Sami Zayn does, you're not expecting him to do that. Oh, my God. I was going to press these nuts there. I'm obviously not going to do that. Oh, my God. That goddamn um, DDT through the ropes. Yeah. Other brain buster. You're not, you're not going to get that Sami Zayn. But, my God, that sunset flip powerbomb. Like, the way he landed on his feet. Mm. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this guy was reminding me that he was once the most, like, just so precise and spectacular with his even like minimal body movements like that. He was a cut above and he sort of brought that Sami Zayn back to an extent last night. And I was genuinely um, amazed by his um, individual performance. Probably his best individual singles performance of the year, not at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I should mention as well, I'll mention it here. So he, uh, there was a bit backstage later with Rollins and McIntyre. Um, <laughs> Rollins contract congratulates Drew on his first win as member of the Judgment Day. McIntyre's like, well, you know what, she, she almost cost me the match. Uh, you can see it from both sides. He got rolled up, and then he obviously benefited from her jumping on the apron. Uh, and he's like, well, you were speaking to her earlier anyway. And Rollins says, I don't need the judgment day to beat you. I'll see you at Crown Jewel. May the best man win. And McIntyre says, oh, don't worry, he will. Great. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win. 
Well, no, that's true. Damien that's Priest. not true. Yeah, I was going to say, Seth Rollins is going to win that, but I don't know who leaves with the title. Yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis is chatting to Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Probably about how much they bloody love to have fun, them two. Um, Postman Pierce says, oh, I said, come and watch Raw, not chat with my superstars, please. And Nick Aldis says, hey, just having a friendly chat. Um, he says, but I can see you're having a bit of a tough night, so I'm off. And Pierce is like, all right, bye. I shake hands. And then an emotionless, expressionless Nicky Cross walks past. And Pierce is like, bloody, I need a drink. I, uh, <laughs> the thing with a, a tampering or a tapping up storyline is that the person that would accept terms under such like, ugly circumstances would have to be like a real snake mm. to actually uh, agree like to that. Fl- so flagrantly breaking rules left, right, and center, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Rivers is Akira Tozawa. Yeah, he squashed him. Uh, enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review review. Nailed it. Nah. <laughs> and this week's five-star <laughs> review review is brought to you by Big Fella Thanks. Uh, Big Fella Thanks on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow them, if you want to suggest something short, crap, wrestling-related, you can do so on either on Apple. Follow them as well if you want. <laughs> on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, or you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn, at whatculture.com. Exactly what Big Fella Thanks has done. Um, he writes... Greetings, good gentlemen, who gab graciously and <laughs> go off. <laughs> go f- yourself. Good. Love this already. <laughs> and God bless. No. <laughs> God bless my cack. Don't sing my cack. <laughs> uh, gab about the graps. Love listening to your lengthy, loquacious lilts, lording and lampooning the latest in the land of Lucha Libre. For my good stuff, it's good stuff. For my five-star review review, I dare to defer to the Dadleys to decide the dramatic dissertation being derided on this day. Surely you will select something that satisfies your search for salacious soliloquies in the section set aside for comments. Salutations, big fella, thanks. It's got like three notifications and rather... Thanks, big fella, thanks. I'd rather be unprofessional and make sure that nothing is going on. Oh, we're doing the Citric Notifications game. (laughs) <laughs> what we got? The wife and the mother-in-law. <laughs> Nothing good from Amazon or anything. That's what we like. Any deliveries? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I spent all my birthday money. <laughs> <laughs> spent it all. How's your, uh, how's your beans? Nice, nice. Grinding them. Grinding those beans. <laughs> Baked. I've really, honestly, I've nailed the process of being a complete <laughs> when it comes to coffee. <laughs> it's honestly, like, really, that's so satisfying having that morning routine. Just, it just feels like I've earned my fun. <laughs> um, so, you can start, like, on YouTube. You can start being, you know what really grinds my beans? <laughs> yeah, you know what really grinds my beans? It's uh, alliteration. <laughs> so I, uh, I threw to you on this one, what with TNA coming back? Yeah, um... The brief I was given was some crap TNA. Yeah, uh, I don't know what this if was you can about. Find it. <laughs> like it was weird. I, ideally, if there's any like of the knockouts in the video, that'll be helpful. Yeah. Don't know what that was about. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, Kurt Angle and the beautiful people worked a series of uh, mixed. There'll be comments about them, or the, I mean, there could be. I, I left that in your capable hands. Um, worked a number of TV six-person <laughs> matches and sort of had great chemistry together. Why were they doing six-person agenda stuff? They were both just super over. Oh, okay. Like, Kurt was, well, 
You know, like he was. Oh yeah, he was in the zone in that era. Very, very well put. the impact zone. That's right. Very yeah, well. That's put. exactly what I meant. Yeah, uh, and the beautiful people were super over. It was it was cool. TNA was great for a bit. So uh, Angle's walking backstage with Jeremy Borash, uh, and he's like, "I can't find them anywhere. Are you sure they're in here?" I was like, "I can see them, Kurt." Literally through that doorway. It's a massive locker room with a full garage gate, and they're just there. But Kurt, he's wacky. He's in. He's always. He's always like really hyper, or really angry, or really in the mood for lots of jokes in like rapid fire. It's weird, intense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, JB says uh, it's one of three eyes. Not yeah, really. yeah. they're uh, they're in here. Trust me. Angle walks in and they're they're prettying themselves in the mirror. I think that's fair to say. That was their gimmick. Yeah. Um, and Angle's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you insane? We've got a match tonight, not a beauty contest. Angelina Love is like, chill out. Chill, <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> Gold muddle Every day is a beauty contest with a beautiful people. Don't you know the marks out there pay to see us? Because we're hot. Velvet Sky says, yeah, we've got a reputation too, you know. <laughs> and uh, Angle says, well, I've got a reputation. I'm a badass. <laughs> Great. He like grows new muscles when he flexes. Like different bits of his traps come out. Get your asses out of them seats. Do some squats or something. Let's go. We got a match. Get serious. Okay, let's do some squats. Uh, and Angelina Love says, uh, "JB, can you spot me?" And she stands behind her and she squats down one, two, and then she stops. I don't know what's going on here. No. Right. She says, "JB, that better be your microphone," which is weird because the way she's doing it. If if Hamlet's uh, sure. Angelina Love. If Hamlet's Angelina Love. Yeah. Jared, Jeremy Borash is like that, and he's got the... That, I'm holding the mic. So right, okay, I'm okay. I've never heard... Uh, I mean, he's very... Prof- I love Jeremy Borash, very professional. But uh, I don't know. A secondary microphone would be weird. And uh, Velvet Sky's like, oh, gross. And Anthony says, Velvet, get the bag, and they do the bag gimmick. But I, I just... This lost me here, if I'm perfectly honest. Right, there's no such thing as a secondary microphone. All right. Huh. Someone, Adam Wilborn... It's quite weird that you don't get this because you've spent most of your professional career broadcasting, mm-hmm. so you know all about microphones. You, in fact, have encountered a microphone, I would say, every single day of your life for the last six years? Minimum of that. Minimum, and you went radio. Yeah. That's possibly why you were so confused. Yeah. You've never had two. No, I never, always, just, just the one. Just the yeah. one, because you don't speak out your cock. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you speak out your arsehole half the f- <laughs> time. But you don't speak out your cock. Basically... She was intimating that he had an erection because she's beautiful, so beautiful that he was aroused sexually and lots of blood went in it. That, of course, that makes so much sense now. I didn't think about that when I thought of this. Yeah. We go to the comments. I think we're going to have to. Now, this was this on isn't live, is it, Nicola? No, no, no okay. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> we're on daily motion, so no comments there, but I did find uh, some of the comments oh, oh. regarding the beautiful people. Yeah. YouTube, uh, do, do not reflect the views of uh, myself, Hamlet, Sidgwick, Adam Nicholas, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Um, Mr. Pledge of Allegiance simply writes... <laughs> Mr. Pledge of Allegiance! <laughs> that sounds like, like one of those ironic Patriot characters on the indie scene, doesn't it? <laughs> Working <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, Mr. Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, And God bless the United States. <laughs> he wins like the Spring Break Battle Royal. Yeah. For America. <laughs> um, just writes, I used to have a massive crush on uh, Angelina Love in 2008 to 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so specific? <laughs> right. 
I also found out we, we are astrologically compatible. She's a Virgo and I'm a Capricorn, so I'd get into bed with her. So <laughs> nice that that was the, the catalyst. That's that a that lot. Works, that is significantly nicer and more wholesome mm. than these comment sections, these disgusting comment sections tend to go. So hopefully like, a new tone has been set. Roy writes, sexy booms makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy booms. Sexy microphones booms. again. Microphones secondary again? Microphone. Yeah, yeah, secondary microphone. In the shop. A sexy boom, yeah. Yeah. If you see that, that's like, that's a TV no-no, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And that mm. must be why. It's because mm. to some people, it's like, well, I can't concentrate yeah. now. Uncomfortable. Maybe he's wearing something restrictive yeah. and it's yeah. his boner that hurts. Um, I saw this one and I just was fascinated by it because it's not necessarily your kryptonite, but it is sort of adjacent. 2020 Den... Writes, babelicious, delicious, appetizing, tantalizing. Is that a nice... Oh, God. It's wordplay and it's gross at the same time. <laughs> it's just rhyming, isn't it? Just rhyming, isn't it? <laughs> Bad rhyming. <laughs> I just love the... Angelina Love. I just can't, can't find a good man. Wait a second. What's <laughs> 2020 Den written He's got the soul of a poet. <laughs> well, you, you, think, you think he might have... Uh, Seduced her. Wait till you hear what Mikhail had to write. How many have we got left? Because yeah, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas knows what's coming. Mikhail writes, "Hi Aphrodite, hand on and then like oh. hand on my heart bows nicely for you. Oh. 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 Welcome to the physical world. What nice eyes you have. <laughs> hand, what? One more time. He writes, "Hi Aphrodite." Hand on my heart, bows nicely for you. Oh. Welcome to the physical world. What nice eyes you have. A little red riding on over here. I should be welcomed by that. Uh, just a parade of gentlers <laughs> laying down their jackets, my lady. <laughs> I don't comment. Just remember going from that. Okay. But, um, These are not reflective views. Anyone. Anyone. Oh, no. The comment comes. I'm sure it does. From the American wet dream. <laughs> 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 He's just a common man. <laughs> he finishes the story. <laughs> the name caught my eye. The comment even more so. <laughs> the final comment comes from the American wet dream. <laughs> so just to, just, to, just to contrast. Just a good trust. <laughs> Baby, my feet are soaking wet. <laughs> Just a contrast. Mikhail. Hi, Aphrodite. Hand on my heart. Bows nicely for you. Welcome to the physical world. What nice eyes you have. And the American wet dream rise. <laughs> Imagine the farts that can rip. <laughs> No, no. Oh, God damn it. Like what you like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, yeah? Yeah. Dad, can I find your podcast on YouTube, kids? No, so we can we kind of get them on there. He, he sometimes asks, you know. Yeah, same. Like, can I watch you on YouTube? No. No. You cannot. Sorry. This is for embarrassing your mates when you're 15. Yeah. Your dad. Oh, oh, I've just given Cedric a new nightmare for you. <laughs> oh, no. 
your teenage son laughing at your dad in his thirties, laughing at <laughs> dad. <laughs> dad. You're going to be 48 and that's going to happen. Shoot. Oh. Everyone like old men. You should just wear like suits and be old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what am I? See, that's what why they didn't have banner in the past. It was... That's it, yeah. This had... You know, it's like you saw an old... They always wore the same sort of like earth-toned suits. Mm-hmm. What do they do? What's on the gramophone? Like, look at this. They we're the first run of everything, yeah. Wilborn's right. There was no precedent for this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love an old boy still getting dressed up to... Oh. Imagine the farts that shit could rip, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man. What do you want? Do you want? <laughs> do it. Do you bring what? I also like the idea of YouTube being launched and him going, quick, 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 American wet dream. Yes, I cured it. Get in there. Is there's Ron, he finished. Uh, it's main event time. There was some oh, bollocks. Oh, One day you're going to find American wet dream one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was some bollocks with Alpha Academy and New Day. We have to talk about that. And Rollins and McIntyre. And then it was main event time. Damien Priest versus Jey Uso uh, early on. Oh, uh, thanks to Big Fella. Thanks, by the way. Thanks, thanks Big Fella. Thanks. thanks, Big Fella. Thanks. <laughs> Jay hits the dive to take us to a break. Priest in control when we come back. Uh, he hits a falcon arrow. They go back and forth. Most disgusting combination of words I've ever heard in my life. Jay hits a uh, flying cross. <laughs> Malady. <laughs> Jay hits a flying cross body for two. <laughs> that was <laughs> the lady. Trilby. Breeze comes with a uh, comes back with a back elbow and a clothesline. Jay blocks a, blocks a clo- choke slam and hits a Samoan drop for two. Priest blocks a suicide dive and gives Jay a flat line onto the announce table, but Jay gets out of a razor's edge and hits a spear and an Uso splash, but before the ref can count the pin, he's too busy uh, stopping Finn Balor to get involved. Um, so Jay takes him out with a dive, gets back in the ring. Uh, the ref's busy with Damian Priest. Balor sort of yanks Jay into the ropes, kind of crotches him on the middle rope, uh, and he turns around into a South of Heaven choke slam from Damian Priest. One, two, three. Post-match, Balor hits Jay with a coup de gras. They grab chairs, but here comes a limping Cody Rhodes. Chucks Balor into the barricade, hits Priest with a chair, um, goes after uh, Priest's leg, but Balor saves him, and Jay and Cody embrace to close out this show. You could sort of feel in the match, like I'm a Jay Uso guy, and I think Damian Priest in there with the right person is can be great. This match wasn't that. What's the point? That's the point. Well, this is all right. We've yeah. been defeated by that shit, haven't we? It, yeah, a little bit underwhelming. This, like these, yeah. are two, these are two wrestlers that are clearly being positioned for more <laughs> matches like this, main events. Imagine that. Is that what John Legend, John Legend was talking about when he wrote that song? Well, yeah, because Banter wasn't around then, yeah. so he was... Imagine all the farts. <laughs> that shut up, rib. man, shut up, man, shut up, man. Make this sick. Yeah, this match was fine, wasn't it? Not good enough, I don't think. Two proper, like, in their mind, like, main event prospects, how much have they got at the top of the car, Jay? So it's massively over still. Like, that entrance, they love shooting, like, he's Steve Austin with the arm stuff. Like, it looks yeah. great. It's all, if you... You know, if you like the Fed, you want to be in that crowd. But disturbing like, truth behind the Usos, though, isn't it? They're not that good. Yeah, I, They're over. Yeah. They were, like, an incredible time. I think they were better. I think they've peaked. I think they've worked out what works for them. And actual, like, really strong 
I know, creative or intense, or just any kind of in-ring prowess, they don't have. I think they were, they're like, this is a much better place for them, obviously. Yeah. They are incredibly over, apart from when the bell rings sometimes. But they used to be really quite good. Like little mechanics. They have totally worked me. That's so patronizing. <laughs> they were used to be really good. I mean, yeah, can you remember um, Usos versus Harper and Rowan, two out of three falls? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And they had loads of them. A lot of the yeah. times they were buried on pre-shows and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, I'm really into both characters. Like, Jimmy's really won me over on SmackDown. The match, like, as much as I'm into the idea of the match, I do worry about the in-ring being like two LA Knights fighting each other, and you just think, I've been so hot, this is so cool, this is so great. Ah, oh, the bell rings. It's going to be a DIY oh, no. explodes match structure oh, no. with LA Knight level work. It's mm. going to be horrendous. Could be terrible, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I can't not be engaged with the story. It's, I'm, I'm trapped. Trapped by the fan. Read book. Uh, right. no. <laughs> well, although if I was going to, the problem is, Sid, right? If I was going to read a book, yeah, I'm yeah, very, yeah. very picky. You're right, okay. So I need, like, bang on 120,000 words. <laughs> I need might my. Have a, I, might right. have a, I might have a book for you. Wait, but it depends on what you say next. Work out because I need my writing to be passionate and insightful. And mm-hmm. I've got a new caveat. I only like my books coming from holes. Well, <laughs> so does that. Oh my in. god! So does the American wet dream probably. One hundred twenty thousand <laughs> passionate and insightful words, all about the rise of AEW. Up the copy straight away. Buy it. It's really good. I worked really hard on it. Yeah. And if you live in the world, you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> Becoming All Elite. The rise of AEW. Back in the whole you go. to the world. <laughs> Whatcoach.com forward slash tickets as well for tickets <laughs> to our live show. So, so the alien can't get a copy. Is that what you're saying? Well, 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 Maybe that's why the alien came to Earth. Well, 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 he went to meet the dealer. <laughs> and then he wanted to buy Cedric's book. Hangman Page's defensive stance that he had an abnormally large penis and insistence that his friends must agree and agree often was priceless. That's a bit of a magic right there. Oh, we should do that. I told him that banter in the past. What coach.com forward slash tickets if you want to come to our live show? Let us know your thoughts on everything, either in the comments section or on X at What Culture WWE. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidrick at <laughs> at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Thanks once again to Big Fella. Thanks. Please do send us more five star review reviews. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the other two Dadly Boys. I'm a Dadly Boy as well. Thanks to Adam Nicholas, our producer. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 